Hey guys, you're back, I'm back. This is the Wild Side Encounter, a place where truth and controversy collide. I am your host, The Maverick, fitness and eating psychology coach. As always, it's a pleasure for me to be here sharing with you my thoughts, beliefs, and my experiences. The ultimate goal is for you to have an educational, enlightening, and transformational breakthrough. The Wild Side Encounter, well, basically, it's an out-of-your-mind, out-of-control experience. If you're looking for normalcy, this isn't the podcast for you. We discuss things that are beyond the ordinary, but do have powerful root dimensions in life. The world needs more people who are going to be crazy enough to stand up against the opposition, get to the core issues, ultimately the truth, which needs to be spoken. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. So... If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's take a ride on the wild side. Overeating. This is going to be a great segment, guys. Overeating is not about eating more food. I'm going to state that right now and clear this up, okay? It's not about the frequency of it. It goes much deeper than that. A very touchy topic because overeating is synonymous with body image, willpower, control, and myself. I had a deep attachment towards food that was very negative, very punishing, a strategy of the ego which created an out-of-control behavior. I saw myself through this and I know those of you can as well. The term overeating is a very dangerous word to use because it comes charged with a lot of emotion and negative energy. Failure is right around the corner. But if you stop to think about it, how can one really know what overeating is unless they first experience it? We cannot know what enough is until we have had the experience of too much. The reality is it's easy to lose yourself with food. It's easy to get stimulated by food, thus making it easy to overeat. Something I learned from one of my mentors years ago, who is a world-renowned psychologist on the behavior of eating, is that overeating is here to teach us something. It serves a necessary purpose. It's teaching you about life, how to be alive on planet Earth, how to nourish your soul, how to regulate your emotions. It has nothing to do with food per se. If you look at life, okay, the way we learn is through polarities, right? Embracing the opposite, whether it's love, hate, happy, sad, pleasure, pain, overeating, undereating, it all serves a purpose. Now, it can be that sometimes, and this does happen, that we tend to get stuck in one polarity. And this is where things can get a bit dark. When there's an attachment to a single emotion, and other emotions are being ignored, not being felt, judgment, being inauthentic, or a repression of an emotion wanting to be seen will come out as unwanted symptom, unwanted behavior, unwanted habit, even unwanted disease. If we judge the opposite, suffering begins. So we need to embrace what we think is the enemy, 
Some of us are racing. Actually, most of us are racing through life with not enough time to feel what's going on. So we begin to ignore our inner voices telling us what is so. And that is overeating is here to teach you where you ultimately want to go. So if you truly want to overcome overeating, stop trying to overcome it. We need to understand that life is a flow. Accept it. Be with it. Listen to it. Let's take a look at some classical definitions on overeating. The belief that I eat too much. I have a willpower problem. I cannot control my appetite. You know what I say to people when they come to me with that? Guess what? You're right. You can't control your appetite because the body regulates it. It wasn't meant to be controlled. This is a false toxic belief that they have. There are many people out there who have this forced definition of what overeating means. Could they be possibly setting the bar too low? Something to think about. What we need to understand is that it is the judgment. Listen carefully here. It is the judgment, the blame, the self-attack. The fear is the actual problem that causes an individual to overeat. So we have to learn how to give ourselves a little bit of breathing room. Give yourself some space so we can learn how to overcome the fear, the judgment, the guilt, and discover the dignity, the compassion, and the love. Something that I learned from my own life experiences might, might seem a little basic to you, but for me it was profound. And that is, we humans are imperfect. And that's the perfection. We are learning how to forgive ourselves. Isn't that beautiful? Another definition on overeating. The bodily experience of too much. Now, I think most of us can agree that we have all had the experience of eating too much. Feeling full and bloated. Heavy and sluggish. This is where we need to understand the supremacy of slow. Because slow wins the race. Slow is where the action is. Slow gives the body pleasure. Slow allows us access to our internal sensations. The most important thing we need to do is listen to the literal language being used. The language creates the reality. Basically, we are speaking a mantra into the universe that's filled with energy that eventually comes true. This is how life works and you have no choice over that. By speaking a different language, we can change the energy and make it work for us rather than against us. So instead of using the term overeating, okay, which I explained comes charged with a lot of emotion and negative energy, we can say things such as, I'm learning how to nourish myself so that it serves me in a positive way. I'm learning how to elevate my relationship with food so I can feel better about myself and achieve my natural rightful weight. You see, this way there is softness and surrender and femininity in those words. The majority of people who believe or have been told they are overeaters are not. What they have done is set standards upon themselves that are virtually impossible to work with. And 
the, these are the average diets that people follow, by the way. They could also be overeating because they are undereating. Again, calorie-restricting diets. They have extended, extended themselves far too long on their diet. Maybe they're skipping meals. Maybe they're fighting the urge to eat. These can all lead to overeating. Um, just to note, guys, that all diets have a lifespan. Okay, so if you're not aware of this, I'm letting you know that 10 years seems to be the expiration date for a diet. And when that expiration date comes, your metabolism will catch up with you, plain and simple. Here's a checklist we can go through to discover the ins and outs on overeating. When do you commonly overeat? These are some of the questions that I ask. What are the specific foods you overeat on? How much do you eat? What's going on in your mind? Example, your thoughts. What's happening in your body? The times when we overeat mainly occur when we have checked out. A part of us is unconscious. We're not self-aware in the moment. Noticing yourself when overeating is the key. Having presence can cure overeating. Checking back into the body is awareness. Awareness and presence is needed to transform yourself. So it seems justifiably so that when we think of overeating, we immediately think it's a willpower issue. I have a willpower problem that we are not strong enough. After all, this is what we have been taught. But I can tell you this is absolutely false. Again, these are false toxic beliefs. So we must be careful who we listen to because it can lead to self-sabotage and failure. It has become a toxic belief that has been programmed within our internal system. Our appetite then becomes dysregulated and we immediately think it's a willpower problem. I will tell you where the problem lies. Are you ready? It's a problem with food quality. It's a problem with us not being present to the eating experience. We are eating under stress. We are eating too fast. We are eating without awareness. We are using food as substitute love where we are lacking for pleasure, intimacy, connection. We will then use food to compensate. Now that certainly takes the willpower out of it, doesn't it? In the eyes of the individual, if they cannot control their appetite, it immediately becomes a willpower problem. But what they don't realize is that appetite cannot be controlled. We must get out of this left brain dominance of thinking and move into a place where we let go and surrender because appetite is natural. Appetite is instinctive. Appetite does itself without any regulation. Appetite is a flow just like everything else in life. Appetite is truth and realness. It is letting you know how it feels through life's domains. We get disconnected from the body. We get disconnected from our naturalness. We get disconnected from our relationship with food and we begin to see it as a punishing one rather than a joyous occasion. Another, another realm, um, another area of topic that powerfully, and I mean powerfully, influences overeating 
is known as what is called the cephalic phase digestive response. So I'm just going to call this CPDR. Okay. The CPDR is a term that is basically used to represent the nuance, the pleasure of taste, the, the, the smell of a food, the satisfaction and the visual stimulation of a meal. Okay. So basically this is where the digestive process begins. Now, What's amazing is that it has been estimated by researchers that 30 to 40% of a person's total digestive power output to any food they eat is due to the CPDR phase, basically the full awareness of what we eat. So if it is a scientific reality, and it is, that 30 to 40% of our total digestive output to anything we eat is due to the CPDR phase and we are choosing to not be aware when we are eating, falling asleep at the plate, so to speak, then we are only metabolizing that meal at 60 to 70% efficiency. I think you may want to reconsider to stop eating while watching TV or having any disruptive conversations or using your cell phone. Can you see now how not getting the full requirements from food through the CPDR phase is another way we can easily overeat? When eating under stress, which is the way many um, in Western civilization tend to live, cortisol begins to flood your bloodstream, okay? Cortisol begins to flood your brain and your digestive brain. And one of cortisol's unique functions which is bizarre enough, is never explained to anybody, is that it desensitizes you to pleasure. So now, funny enough, you have to eat more food in order to fulfill the pleasure response had you eaten relaxed in the first place. The body's required by the central nervous system, by the gut nervous system. It is physiologically wired and driven at the cellular level to hunger and eat more food because biochemically, you haven't registered any pleasure or nourishment. We don't notice when we're under stress, so overeating is predictable. However, not all people eat more when under stress. There is a 15% minority that don't, but I'm talking to the 85%. That's where the action is. From, from an eating psychology perspective, the individual uses overeating as substitute love. Grounding, because food grounds us. Distressing, as a numbing agent. Maybe the body's trying to balance itself. The realness of it, the truth of it, is that food serves many different functions. It serves our nutrition. It serves our metabolism, our health, our energy, our emotions, our biochemistry, and the soul. We need to use food wisely, but also we should have other alternatives in our back pocket that we can pull out when needed. We spoke about appetite previously, okay? So let me break it down to you scientifically. Let's first look at the definition of appetite. Appetite is the natural psychophysiologic desire for food as it occurs. What that means is it comes and goes. 
Now, I use the word psychophysiologic, I'm referring to mind emotions that govern our physiology. I am further going to explain this with an archetypal description. We have the masculine and we have the feminine. Both are considered to have very different traits. The feminine is the body. The feminine is nourishment, the earth, naturalness, its connectedness. The feminine is body wisdom, emotion, sensuality, pleasure, softness, the goddess. The masculine is push, force, shove, attack, relentless, courage, willpower, tenacity, the emperor. Now, let's address the archetypal patterns to our appetite, since that's what we're talking about here, and you will have a better understanding, a more clear picture. Fear of appetite is fear of the feminine, the ever-changeable nature of our emotions, of the body, our moods, our desires are always changing. However, the masculine doesn't like change. It doesn't like to waver. And because the feminine is always changing, it is considered to be highly unpredictable and vulnerable. The body always delivers on its own terms, not yours. So embrace your appetite, embrace the feminine. And as the saying goes, go with the flow. The feminine is the flow. We are learning how to live in a body on planet Earth that nourishes us. So don't get attached to control that of which cannot be controlled. The fear of appetite is what causes us to overeat. And that's the paradox. And this is driven by the stress response. And as I mentioned previously, the more stress in the system, the more cortisol we produce, desensitizing us to pleasure, thereby pulling us away from our intuition, our knowing of what is so. Always keep in your counsel that the body speaks to you through the hidden language, through unwanted symptom, unwanted behavior, unwanted disease. Another realm we can dive into with overeating is intimacy. The definition of intimacy, making yourself known to yourself through association, vulnerability, through transparency, dialogue. Intimacy can call upon fear because you will be exposed. You will be seen. Our relationship with food for many of us is intimate ground. Intimacy through overeating is about revealing your softness, your willingness. Your, um, again, these are traits of the feminine. Very often, people are afraid of their own bodies. They are afraid of their own desires. They are afraid of their own physical needs. They are afraid of the desire and pleasure for food, the desire and pleasure for sexuality, both of which are powerful magnets pulling you in. But what happens is we get scared and we abandon ship and we lose the intimate connection with ourselves. We need to regain the intimate connection with self through intimacy. You need to understand, we all need to understand that the degree to which you can love another is the degree to which you can love yourself. The degree to which you can be intimate with another is the degree to which you can be intimate with self. Whatever it is you want from another, be it a spouse, a partner, a relationship, you must first deliver that to yourself. Many of us, our primary relationship is with food. 
we become obsessive. We become stuck because there's way too much energy being spent on food that it leaves nothing for intimacy. And when there is a lack of intimacy, that equals separation. It equals control. Our obsession with food is associated with fear. Fear that you won't be loved. Fear that you won't be seen. Fear that you won't be understood. Our relationship with food will have a hard time letting others into our personal world, such as your spouse or your significant other, because under our breath, silently, we are resonating out to the universe that food comes first. And I have seen this firsthand. People care more for their diets than they do their marriage. There is no relationship there except for the one with food. There is no time for anything else. Right now, food is taking up all of my emotions. It's taking up all of my energy. I have nothing left for you. I'm sorry. As you start to become more intimate with yourself and discover to see what's behind the food, you will see that in many ways we are longing for love and we don't know how to let it in. We don't just eat because we're hungry. We don't just eat because we need energy, guys. It's way more complex than that. We can start healing ourselves by allowing ourselves small acts of self-love, such as start hanging out with people that nourish your soul. Eat nourishing meals. Take better care of your body. Maybe you want to do that by, start, by working out or by starting to work out, dressing up, listening to music, dancing, relaxation. Praise yourself a lot more because you deserve it. Less criticism. Stop being so hard on yourself. Be nicer to yourself. Here are a list of questions that I was personally taught to ask of a food-challenged client. What do you really want in life? What do you really desire? What do you really want in a relationship? What do you really want in a marriage? What do you really want in your family life? What is it that you really want to create during your time here on planet Earth? You see, these questions invite intimacy in so our relationship with food can be on its way to healing. This is what happens when intimacy is removed. Love making becomes sex. Nourishment of the body becomes feeding. Movement becomes exercise. Life becomes mechanical. Allowing intimacy back into our lives allows us to bring back the soul. It brings back the magic, the mystery, the unseen. When the magic is lost, food becomes energy, lovemaking becomes fucking, metabolism becomes limited. Step out of the fear and move into a relaxation response, which is love, care, giving, pleasure, touch, forgiving, surrender, trust, faith. We need to surround ourselves and open up to the love and support that's around us. And you can forget about science trying to help out with this type of field because there are no drugs for it. There's no money in it. Science is limited. You are the science. It's about stepping out of your shell and reclaiming your divinity. Guys, it's been a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in to The Wild Side Encounter.